0: Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things, I'm David Rind. I was listening to the latest episode of the Chasing Life podcast the other day. It's hosted by our own Dr. Sanjay Gupta, it's really great, go check it out right after this. Anyway, he was exploring the idea of how our perception of time has changed since March 2020, how events seem to slip by, untethered from any day on the calendar. This pandemic time warp has felt especially true when it comes to the Olympics, Remember, the delayed summer games in Tokyo wrapped up just five months ago. And get this, the winter games in Beijing kick off this week, opening ceremonies are Friday. So let's get ready for this by spending five minutes with CNN's Selena Wang, she's based in Tokyo. Selena, are you going to Beijing for this?
1: I am. I'm heading very soon. And it's been a very stressful few weeks of meticulous planning. These games are going to be held under some of the strictest COVID countermeasures in the world. And that means for anybody going to the games, including media, we have to follow these step-by-step rules. I've taken multiple PCR tests this week. I had to download a health app two weeks ago and start inputting my temperature and health details every day. I've never had to prepare so many documents for one trip and I've been through five quarantines across Asia since COVID started and I've been traveling a lot so I'm used to all of these restrictions but this takes the cake.
0: Right. You covered the Tokyo Games, too. So how is this one going to be different? I mean, the pandemic was going on then. It's going on now. So why is this one so much more extreme?
1: These restrictions go far beyond what we saw during Tokyo. And part of that is because China and its government, they've been pursuing a zero COVID strategy. So even one COVID case is one too many.
0: Omicron not only in Beijing, cases also surfacing in several other Chinese cities, including Shanghai. Social media showing snap lockdowns trapping shoppers at one store.
1: In China, you've seen entire communities of millions of people go into lockdown and mass testing over just a single or a handful number of COVID cases. Hmm. And we're seeing that type of rigorous mentality applied to the Olympic Games.
0: Traveling into Beijing may prove to be a tougher race than an Olympic competition. These winter games taking place in a capital city that increasingly feels like a fortress.
1: So what they've implemented is something they're calling a closed loop system to completely separate Olympic participants from the rest of China.
0: It is so strict that officials have told residents if they see one of the vehicles that's part of the Olympic convoys get into a crash to stay away. They've actually got a specialized unit of medics to respond to those incidents.
1: In Tokyo, it was different. International arrivals, after 14 days, they could travel freely, mix and mingle with the population, pursue stories in other parts of the country. That is not the case in China. You are going to be separate from the population the entire time.
0: Wow. So what is this going to be like for the athletes then in terms of all that testing, figuring out if they're actually going to be eligible to compete? What has their preparation been like?
1: It's been really stressful. I mean, you can imagine as a journalist going to the games, if I'm feeling stressed out about it for the athletes, it's the stakes are so, so much higher than that. I mean, they've (laughs) trained their entire careers for this one moment, this big pinnacle of their career, and a positive COVID test could derail it all. So I spoke to several athletes who are taking matters into their own hands. Are you and the team able to like once in a while eat dinner together or are you guys trying to stay kind of away from each other as well just for safety? Yeah, no, (laughs) definitely no interaction like that. I don't think they themselves are self-isolating, their teams are isolating, they're totally operating in this sort of quarantine bubble ahead of the games because they don't want to risk losing this opportunity especially as omicron is skyrocketing around the world i mean i'm not gonna lie like it's super stressful i didn't know that i really struggled with anxiety to be totally honest until like the past couple months i'm like oh like that's what anxiety is isn't it (laughs) so i spoke to this one u.s mogul skier hannah soar and she told me that she is more stressed about just getting into Beijing than actually competing for gold. And then I don't even think it's gonna be like a breath of fresh air when we get there. Like we're still gonna have to like keep our masks on and like really stay on top of COVID protocols. Because she knows if she can just get on the slopes, it's within her power to get a medal. But what she can't control is potentially catching Omicron before going to Beijing, or once when she's inside, because she is doing absolutely everything in her power to make sure that scenario does not happen. I still ski in a can 95 and a NECI and just hope for the best. So even when you're outside, you are still skiing with a mask on, like underneath all of that clothing? Yeah. You're really going to the extreme here.
0: Can we talk about China here? Because I know the Olympics are always pretty fraught politically, no matter where they are. But this one seems especially so thanks to the country's alleged human rights abuses, its ties with Russia as their troops amass on Ukraine's border. I could could go on and on. How are the key stakeholders navigating their relationship with the host country? Next week, the 2022 Olympics will begin in Beijing and the world will watch as communist China. It's communist China. Let's never forget that.
1: So several countries, including the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia, have decided not to send diplomats to the Games as part of an Olympic boycott, as a statement against allegations of genocide in China's Xinjiang region, as well as uh, the situation that happened in Hong Kong, the silencing of the pro-democracy movement there. Airbnb is proud to partner with the Olympic and Paralympic Games, helping host cities, You also have international global sponsors and American sponsors that includes Airbnb, Coca-Cola, Intel, Visa. Those sponsors, they're still going to be a part of the Games as well. And these sponsors have collectively spent billions to be associated with the Olympic Games. But because of all the controversy around allegations of human rights abuses in China, you're seeing very little advertising from these sponsors outside of China They're going with kind of evergreen messages, trying to focus on the athletes. You're not Mm. seeing the normal big, splashy campaigns. Oh, like, go,
0: go USA, but not so much about China.
1: Exactly. But inside China, I mean, this is such an important market for these sponsors. Inside China, they're going all out. They're seizing the Olympic opportunity. They are going hard with the advertising for the Chinese consumer. But internationally, they're trying to send a different message. Breaking news now, uh, missing Chinese tennis star Peng Shui has surfaced in a video call with the head of the International Olympic Committee. Another big controversy at these games is China's tennis star Peng Shuai and the fact that she's supposed to be meeting with the IOC President Thomas Bach. Now, she had months ago publicly accused a former top Communist Party official of coercing her into sex at his home several years ago that social media post in china was immediately deleted she's one of china's most recognizable athletes but she was immediately muffled by blanket censorship in china and disappeared from public view for several weeks china is once again blocking cnn signal to prevent uh, further reporting on the disappearance of tennis star peng shui every time cnn covers this story the chinese government blocks cnn signal there, there are- now we saw Global outcry, outrage, the WTA pulled out of China. The IOC took a different approach, releasing a statement later that they had spoken with her virtually, that she appeared to be doing fine. And there was criticism from rights groups that the IOC was sports washing the situation and taking China's side. China hosted the 2008 Summer Olympics and 2008 was... A very different time for the world, and it was a very different China. At that point, China was trying to prove something to the world. It was seen as its big coming out party. Now China has less to prove. They would like the world's approval, but they don't need it. They are more confident. They are more assertive. These Winter Olympics, it will be a big propaganda win for China, both internally, domestically to The people inside China, but also to the world. If they're able to pull these games off off successfully with very few COVID cases, with no infection inside the bubble, that would be a big win for China.
0: Yeah. And we should say China has categorically denied genocide allegations, but many human rights groups remain unconvinced. All right, Selena Wang, good luck and safe travels.
1: Thank you. And fingers crossed. (laughs)
0: We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. On Tuesday, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s groping trial is set to get underway in New York City. The actor faces multiple counts of sexual abuse and forcible touching. Back in 2020, the actor pleaded not guilty and denied he ever did anything wrong. Prosecutors say 30 women have come forward with accusations. The Sunday edition of CNN 5 Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohammed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. All right. Thanks for hanging with us this week. Remember, the rest of our Five Things team will keep you up to date all week long on the very latest. Just follow us wherever you listen. Have a good week. I'll talk to you later. When you work, you work next level